We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I usually say back in the house, Andrew P. Shea, but he hasn't gone anywhere. Andy successfully made his way, navigated through the Ask Andy segment. And you know what? In honor of that, Andy, I'm going to let you name our winner. Who is it going to be? Yeah, I thought we we got through four good questions, but I, I thought I could have kept talking a little bit more in five more minutes about Dan from Berwick. Your question would have kept me talking. I could have talked a lot more about it. It was a good one, so you are my choice this week. I love it when a Berwick Bulldog wins it, Andy. There you All go. Right. Before we continue our segment on the Penn State players making their way to the NFL, just want to remind everyone that in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, Keystone Sports, we're offering the opportunity to travel to Auburn for the Penn State-Auburn football game in September. Dustin and I are going to be along on the trip. You get a charter flight out of Harrisburg. You got a chance to stay at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game. Tailgate party at the stadium. They're even offering, you get a chance to do a walking tour of the Auburn campus, which I think could be pretty cool. It's not something you're going to get many chances to do, I think, in your lifetime. Find out more information about this great opportunity. Just go to athletictravel.com. That's athletictravel.com. Or call 800-788-4414. You won't regret it. It's going to be a great time. All right, Andy, we're going to continue our segment on the Penn State players getting ready for the NFL draft. We took care of the top of the list in uh, segment number two with Dotson and Brisker and Ibikiti. Now we're kind of going to the guys that they're more of a question mark. They're not the slam dunk NFL players that the, those other guys were. And I'm going to give you another interesting one right now, and that's Tariq Castro-Fields. Yes. He came on the scene very early in his career, looked like he would have a pretty special career at Penn State. I think he was often just nicked up. He's another guy. He impressed at the combine, ran a very good 40. Get the feeling the pieces are there, but he's never put it together. What kind of NFL player do you think he's going to be? So he did exactly. He did set the bar high for himself early, and then he never really completely fulfilled those expectations that he flashed early. For I think you're right. I think being nicked up and injured consistently in and out of the lineup that played a role. He wasn't ever bad by any stretch of the imagination. I never saw Tariq Castro-Fields as a liability at corner. He he has a ton of NFL-level skills. He's a three-year starter with experience. The way I look, there's not a lot of bad film on him out there, right? There's not a lot of Tariq Castro-Fields playing football bad. But there's also, other than really early in his career, there's not a not there's also not a lot of that next level film out there either. I, I think there's some team 
say in the third, fourth, maybe even fifth round, they're going to like what they see and know to pick him. And I think he follows the Adrian Amos model. I think his best years as a player, and it's not for any reason related to Penn State or anything Penn State did or didn't do or lack of development, et cetera, et cetera. I just think with the skill set that he has and the way he flashed healthy and whole with what the tools he's working with, I, I think he's got the potential to be a second contract NFL player and his best years are ahead of him. It's just who wants to take that risk right now because he is injury prone and he's not really put a lot of exceptional eye-popping tape out there. But by the same token, you're not if he's out there and he's healthy, he's not going to hurt you. Well, the only thing I will say, it seemed like he got burned more than his share of times with a double move or something. So, again, I still think the tools are there. It wasn't like he was burned constantly, but I think it happened a few too many times. He's going to be an interesting one to see. Another really interesting guy that I I, I think is going to do well is Jesse Locada. He's a little different than Tariq Castro-Fields in that I think he underwhelmed earlier in his career, made the shift from linebacker, where I thought sometimes he was mistake-prone, took the wrong lane, made some mistakes. But you put him at defensive end, and all of a sudden that linebacker athleticism seemed to serve him well. He was even able to drop back in coverage a little bit. And I, I think he really earned himself some money this past year shifting to defensive end. Yeah, and I think his linebacker skills uh, as a like as a tackler, right? So he was an inside the tackles NFL linebacker, and side to side was definitely a shortcoming for him as an inside the tackles NFL linebacker. But then he sort of morphed into this at the defensive end position. Okay, let me just start by saying, is he a pure DN like like Arnold Ebikidi in the NFL world? Absolutely not. But he's fashioned himself into a viable NFL player in like a 3-4 defense with he can bring a little off the edge, but he's not, you know, not an impact player off the edge. He's really good in short area pass coverage. He can set the edge a lot better than you think. He is a solid wrap-up tackler. Don't ask him to do what he's not capable of doing. I, I think NFL teams have to figure out what his exact role is before they draft him or what they're looking for from him. And I'm very curious to see how that evolves. But as a prospect, I, I think he's dra- I think he gets drafted. I can see a half a dozen teams that could use their third or fourth option at defensive end would be a Jesse Lucada type player. And I think he will serve them well. He's not done developing and learning that sort of 3-4 outside linebacker DM position, and he already has some inherent linebacker skills that come with it in addition to being a good tackler that they get as, an, as a built-in bonus. So there's a, it's an interesting piece of clay for the NFL to mold. And I don't know what it looks like, but I also know I, if I'm an NFL team, I wouldn't mind having to mold that clay. I think he's that edge guy, that little bit of that hybrid guy. That, yes. But it has to be the right system. Correct. The right defense for him to go to to excel. It will be interesting to see 
who who, uh, who decides that they could make something of him. Uh, next up, Andy, I want to ask you about Rashid Walker. Real interesting <laughs> case. Another guy who just feel like he had all the tools, was going to be a special tackle. That really didn't happen. It just seems so often when a, a bad play would happen and I'd rewind the tape and watch it again, it seemed like Rashid Walker was part of the mistake that happened that led to bad things. He still has all the tools, but he also had this injury issue which took him out of the bowl game, out of the combine. I don't think he even participated in pro day. That profile tells me he probably should have come back for another year. But what's your take, Andy? I I 100% disagree that he should not have come back for another year because I think on many fronts, he kind of, a little bit of following sort of the Donovan Smith model at Penn State that he kind of had checked out. Look, he, he has all the length, athleticism, and talent to be a franchise left tackle in the NFL. He absolutely has it. His footwork and pass protection is ridiculously natural. He's an exceptional run blocker when he's at his best. But his effort, attention to detail, game recognition, and his work habits, they're 100% up for debate, as well as the consistency in his production. Not just what he gets out of his talent, but the consistency in his production are definitely uh, up for debate. I I don't think he should have come back because I think he would have been a liability for himself and for Penn State, I really do. Um, I, I think there's a strong case to be made that he checked out. The talent isn't what's up for debate. The attention to detail and and the consistency are something that a team's going to have to look at and take a flyer on. Maybe third round or beyond, but I mean the prototype comparison for me for him is is Donovan Smith. You saw it early in Donovan's career that he had. All of the tools to be a franchise left tackle in the NFL, which he has become, you see that in Rashid. Donovan did not fully live up to his expectations, particularly at the end at Penn State. Same for Rashid. They're kind of two in the same. Which team is going to take a flyer on it? I think Donovan showed more NFL-ready skills than Rashid did, so I think that's why Rashid will go later in the draft. But I do see some team drafting him because literally – he has all the tools, Jimmy. It's ridiculous. I think it is unfortunate, though, that the injuries that came late in his career, late Correct. in the season, d- does hurt him. So he wasn't able to go to the combine and show all those physical tools. Had he done that, you know, the teams would have ignored some of that other stuff that went on. Um, Andy, here, here's another one. Um, that I wanted to ask you about is Ellis Brooks. Yeah. I thought he was a very good college football player. I really did. I just don't know. Can can he be a good NFL player, though? So this one's really sticky. Uh, who was the better linebacker for Penn State in 2021, Ellis Brooks or Brandon Smith? We agree it's Ellis <laughs> Brooks, right? He led the team in tackles each of the last two seasons. He's a three-down guy, and and he could be a three-down guy in the NFL. He is miles from a finished product, but if you think about where Ellis Brooks came from in 2019 to where Ellis Brooks finished off in 2021, that's some serious growth. 
So you know he's far from a finished product that has already shown exponential growth. He's got a ton of experience covering linebackers, tight ends, and slot receivers. And it, I think it's his skills as a cover guy that might get him drafted in the late rounds. It's that skill as a cover guy, the exponential growth he's already shown and potential to be there, and the fact that he's a three-down linebacker. I honestly would be surprised if in the sixth or seventh round somebody doesn't draft him. I would really be surprised because of those because of those tools, and he's already shown production. Real quickly, does Jordan Stout get drafted? Yes, yes. Somebody better draft him. If not, they've made a mistake in the later rounds. He's going to be a good NFL punter and backup kicker, too. All right, Andy, that's it for the show. You did a great job. You carried the load. You filled Ross's shoes. Thank you. Good job, my friend. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Attention Penn State alumni. Trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Vote to re-elect alumni trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Voting begins Sunday, April 10th. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jim Galante from the Keystone Sports Network, letting you know there's nothing like going on the road with your favorite team. I'm pleased to announce that KSN, along with Collegiate Athletic Travel, the leaders in athletic travel for 50 years, is offering a trip to Auburn this fall for the Nittany Lions versus the Tigers. Charter flight, accommodations at the team hotel, and transport to and from the game are included. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.